Okay, Peter. Here we go. Welcome to The Looking Glass, a series that examines stories in all their varieties. I'm Peter Creighton. Remembering is like rewinding a cassette tape. All you need to do is press a button and allow yourself to be transported back into your memories. The time between 2002 to 2007. The location, Chicago, specifically the South Side. The place, St. Xavier University. The radio station, WXAV 88.3 FM. The question, why does college radio matter? Hear now the answer from the people who were there. I'm Nick Jacobs. I joined my college radio station because I had no idea what else I wanted to do. <laughs> I saw an ad for the sports director position open up in the Xavierite uh, sports director position for the radio station. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. As I was sitting in my, my work-study job at the print shop at SXU, I went in and uh, they had me sit down and talk about the Chicago Bulls. It was Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler discussion with Kevin Shannon and uh, a few other folks in the studio, and I guess I did well enough for uh, for them to invite me back to to be a part of the radio station, and I got to be sports director. Kelly Allen answering the college radio experience questions. Rob Quick, who taught at St Xavier, he was English from London, so we automatically connected because I was from Northern Ireland, and I think he probably encouraged me to get involved in the radio station. I am Kevin Kellum. I wanted to be in radio ever since I was a little kid. I was raised in a house where radios were on a lot of the time. Uh, at one point, I used to sleep next to a radio. I want not to sleep in my bed, but sleep next to a stereo. I shared a room with my brother, so I wanted to be able to have the radio on late at night. I connected with it. It, it was a medium that felt special to me, even when I was listening to radio where they were talking about maybe sports or something uh, more adults would talk about as a little kid. I was fascinated with the idea of talking and entertain entertaining people with that or communicating with people like that way. Uh, and it, I had a deep connection with it. I wanted to broadcast to people and make their day better. What I really uh, was interested in doing was play by play. And I could not get enough of doing basketball play by play. Football was a ton of fun. We never did baseball for some reason. Uh, but I did a, a lot of basketball, and uh, that was great. And I learned under a guy, uh, his name was John. Did the play-by-play -play when I when there when we were freshmen, uh, and I did color for him, and he was phenomenal. He was so good, and I learned so much just from sitting next to him. That when he left and I got a chance to do the play-by-play, -play, I uh, I felt super confident, and uh, I, I continued to grow, and uh, and that's where my love of of sports radio started. I had worked as a promo girl for a radio station in Northern Ireland called City Beat. It doesn't exist anymore. It's now called Q. And I'd done road shows and sort of did things like giving out T-shirts and stickers and getting volunteers for competitions on air. So I'd been around the buzz of a radio station and really enjoyed it. And because of that, I really wanted to get involved in the radio station. I think as well, I was from Northern Ireland. I'd come to do a year abroad at St Xavier and I didn't know anyone. And I felt like it would be a really good way to meet people. 
I, from memory, think that perhaps the year before, the guy, the guy, the student had been sent from Northern Ireland, had got involved in radio. Certainly he'd got involved in the paper and recommended that I should do that to try and make friends. So I think that was um, one of the reasons why I did it. Uh, and a college radio station, uh, specifically WXV, was one that I discovered because I was just a nerd for it. I gobbled it up. I listened to it. I listened to it incessantly and uh, would call into it. And uh, I just liked it. Even if I wasn't on it, I wanted to be a part of it. So I was drawn to it from a very, very young age. And I knew how special it could be, the moments you could create on it. I mean, on college radio, you could do stuff that you weren't doing on other radio stations, which was fascinating to me is how wide it was it was narrow casting it was it was doing music and culture that was underrepresented and uh was maybe maybe represented a bit but it was just out of the norm you would hear the song from the band you knew on the big popular station but it wasn't the song it was the song after that the deeper cuts so i always appreciated going deeper and going farther that college radio did i had a show on a thursday I think it was three to six. This was 2003, 2004. So some things I don't quite remember. I have actually learned a lot more about broadcasting since then. And when I think back on it, I sort of cringe. I didn't have any sort of clock. I didn't have any sort of schedule. I just threw it all together. I would just talk. I'd play music when I felt like it. I played jingles when I felt like it. Um, having gone on and worked at like the BBC. I know obviously every 15 minutes you should have a jingle and you should play two songs and you should, you know, back end out of songs, things like that. And I sort of learned some of it on my way and from other people's station, but some of it I didn't have a clue. I imagine if I listened back to my shows now, I'd completely cringe. Um, my position at WXAV was a community volunteer. Uh, I attended Columbia College, which had a more... I would say uh, a more professional track to professional broadcasting. Uh, but the amount of time that I could get on air uh, at WXAV far exceeded the amount of time I could get on air initially at Columbia College. I was doing the things I did my freshman, sophomore year at Columbia College in terms of running how to run a board or perform within a format, the general fundamentals of being an on-air music talent. I got to do the first three or four months at XAV, I got to make a lot of mistakes and probably make some bad radio in the process, but I got to do all of those things as a community volunteer. And the entire time I went to Columbia College, even when I was out of school for about a eight, nine month period, just due to finances, I was still able to keep doing radio at St. Xavier. So I felt, I felt so ingratiated into it. It was the fraternity I was in. Those are my best friends. I didn't play in a band. I was on a college radio station uh, and I really, really liked the community that we had together. And it took it very seriously, probably took it a little bit too seriously. And it was sports director, getting to do play-by-play -play and, and talk in sports, doing the sports bar, which was our, our weekly sports talk show, uh, which we eventually did from uh, Gil Hooley's live, which was awesome, uh, especially being under 21, broadcasting from a bar. And of course, from that uh, came White Sox Wednesday, where we did the sports bar uh, the night the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, which is an all-time memory for me, for sure. A single memory is insane. It's such a big part of my life. It's such a big part of my life. To say it's one individual memory um, would be really, really hard to tie, to tile in as that's the one or, or something like that. I have many individual ones that come to mind. I, I would say it isn't so much the memory, but the, the relationships and the friendships I got to create along the way. Oh, it's so corny, but it's true. Uh, and there's 
the radio was the fun part, but getting to do it with people that were like minded and had the same ideas that you did, or at least some idea of it, or you could just not even have the same idea as someone, but watch them in that kind of the peer way uh, flourish and become something special was really, really cool. I always appreciated those, the moments that I had on air with other people and, uh, you know, bits to create characters and, you know, improvising and, and playing a goofy character on someone's show. Uh, you know, some of the uh, I I got to do a comedy a handful of times in high school, but the the first real galloping like, oh, wow, I think I should really do comedy outside of radio was was on XAP and I got to play. You had to do all this really, really silly, goofy stuff and people would listen to it. And it wasn't just you were putting it out in the ether and it wasn't going anywhere. It was actually working. And, and WXAV for a while, I felt I had a following because I felt like everyone was doing that. <laughs> you know, even if they even if they did something that didn't work, you admire that they did it. <laughs> and and it was that it was broadcasted uh, felt really, really special. And I always appreciated that. Um, but, yeah, the people I got to meet and, and create things with are the most meaningful part of it. And those are the things I I, uh, I wish I could still feel. Uh, there are times when I was on air um, where I never felt so alive. Uh, and I never felt so uh, connected with someone I'll never meet through the music and, and all those different things. My experience was awesome just because of the people we got to work with, with you and Pooch and, and Kevin and the other Kevin and uh, and even and even some of the other people who uh, who weren't necessarily you know close friends, but they still added to the experience of the radio station. I wouldn't have traded it for anything. The experience was so much fun. I think just the fact that you were given sort of access to like just going on air, pushing that button, and people could listen to you, tune in. You know, we had texts, so people were interacting and chatting with you, and I. I just loved it. I loved sort of the freedom of being able to talk and reach people. And I really loved the social side of it, of making friends with people like Pete and Pooch and all the other guys that were involved in the radio station. Like they were a really good bunch and I'm still in touch with them. And I think, you know, it was a really special thing for me to be so involved with people, especially being so far away from home and feeling really included. I'm trying to remember on air, I used to play this game, Battle of the Sexes, and I quite liked it. We did one that was a Friends special, and I'd loads of questions, but even that was completely chaotic. We were just enjoying the game, so I just kept making up more and more questions. Rather than going, it's 10 questions, you've won, we just kept playing it the whole show. So it was mostly chaos. I remember we all went bowling, the WXIV team, and I really enjoyed that. And I know that I got presenter of the month. I think that must have been towards the end of my year. And I just love that. Like, I love the award and it made me feel like broadcasting could be something that I would do. How did your college radio experience prepare you for your professional career? It, it gave me a chance to, to actually do what I wanted to do uh, before somebody was willing to pay me for it. And if I'm a manager of a professional radio station, I'd love to have somebody apply who actually has that experience, who's done it before, even just at the college radio level. You like to have something on tape that you can send. You like to have something on tape that you can listen to uh, and critique yourself, something you can send to your to your professors, to your uh, the, the, the media people that you know, to have them help critique you and you grow. And that's the only way to do it is by listening yourself and having people who know what they're doing listen to it and give you uh, critiques and 
in, in what separates people who just have fun at the college radio station just for the memories and people who want to do it professionally is they take that advice that they get and don't take it personally, but they take it professionally. And then they go back and actually change what they do and, and become better at what they do. And if you are able to do that, then I think you got a real shot at actually becoming a professional. If you can take that advice and put it into practice, uh, that, that takes you a big step closer to your goals. I think really it actually gave me the confidence to do it. It gave me experience. I work now as a journalist in London. I've worked at Radio One on the BBC. I've worked at Five Live. I often do um, commentary on radio and on TV. And I think it gave me the confidence to find my voice and speak and, you know, not worry about messing up. I think just that sort of being around those people gave me sort of confidence to do it and also just the belief in myself. I had never really thought about going into journalism before I went to Nick Xavier. I wanted to be a lawyer. I was studying law and I did a media class and the teacher whose name forgets for escapes me I think it was Sternberg he said to me after I did one of the essays he's like you're a brilliant writer you could do this you could do this as a career and something just switched in me and it made me think this is what I wanted to do and I went on and did a master's after my degree in newspaper journalism and from there I've just worked in tv and radio and newspapers and magazines so it really being involved in WXAV being involved in college radio that was the first step on that path that first step to me going do you know what I could do this and get paid for doing it and make like a career out of it I can't express as someone with ADD how much having so much time on air uh, prepared me for my professional career in this way. It made me love it a lot more than other people who probably have maybe a more successful career than I do, but I don't think they love it as much as I did. I got to spend so much time on air and also the time off air working and being around it was also very meaningful to me and, and meant that I had a place where I could be purposeful in what I was doing. It wasn't just listening to radio and listening to music and it meant nothing. I was doing it and I was doing it with other people and doing it in a way that was progressive. We were getting people to discover music and getting them into new bands and getting them to go see a new show. And that is a mirror of what you do on air. Even when it, the music is programmed for you and you're just the, the host who goes on and talks about it, those skills. And with ADD specifically and a learning disability, I felt it took me a lot longer to learn all of the fundamentals, but the fact that I had a space to do it in and a space, for lack of a better phrase, to fail and fail beautifully over and over again and then get good and build good habits and lose them and rebuild them. And um, I felt I felt so accepted in that idea by other people and, and that we were doing radio for the sake of radio, not the radio for the sake of something else. And I think that is what's so special, specifically about college radio. It's um, it may be radio in its truest form. I think it was probably a time where I really got to know myself, um, not to get very deep. I turned 21 that year. It was the first time I'd ever lived away from home. I went to university in Belfast, five minutes from where I went to secondary school, high school, 15 minutes from my house. I went to university with all the same people I'd gone to school with and I lived at home. And I think going to America, going to St. Xavier, getting involved in WXAV, 
it just made me sort of think about who I wanted to be as an adult, what I wanted to do, the type of person I wanted to be. I think I witnessed uh, things that perhaps American students wouldn't realise or an everyday thing, the sort of divisions of the jocks and the radio geeks and the, um, I don't know, the drama kids, the science kids, the sportsmen. I... I don't feel that in Northern Ireland or in England, like school or university is as divided as that. And that sort of surprised me. And I looked at the way people treated each other, certainly some of the football team. And I mean, it's such a cliche, but the way they sort of treated some of the other people in the other sort of cliques. And I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to be friends with everyone and get on with everyone. And I think that there's probably people in the football team that would have loved working in WXAV and got involved in radio, but didn't because they maybe perceived it as not being a cool thing. And they probably would have really enjoyed it if they let it go. I know certainly some of the basketball players got involved in the drama society and it almost made it cool. I mean, it, I'm making this sound like it was High School Musical, but that was the way I perceived it and the way I saw it. And I think, I think it's a shame that those sort of stereotypes exist because actually getting involved with the radio guys, getting to know them all was a brilliant thing. And they were such kind and caring people and so supportive. And I think it was much more than just being in that room for like a couple of hours a week and, you know, talking to listeners. It was the whole group of people that were involved in putting that station together and the energy of it and talking about music that you liked. I mean, my musical tastes were pretty, uh, like, immature then. I liked a lot of, like, cheesy pop music. I hadn't really, like, heard of a lot of indie bands. I went to very cheesy concerts. So being around groups of people that had very differing music to me was really great and opened my eyes to sort of the different sort of options out there for music. Define grow. <laughs> Maybe it held me back as an actual person, but we sure did have fun. Uh, the college radio stations are special places, I think, because it draws a certain personality. And, uh, and when those personalities combine, uh, a lot of fun can happen and a lot of drama can happen. Uh, but you learn, how, you learn how to deal with different kinds of people. You know, I'm, I'm a completely different person than, than Pete, than you are. I'm a completely different person than Pooch is. I was a completely different person than Angela was. I was a completely different person than Gabe was or, or, or Kelly or all those people. But you put us all in the same room and, man, we sure had, we had fun. And I think we you know, even produce some pretty fun radio every once in a while. So it, uh, not only do you get experience, you know, X's and O's, you know, doing actual radio, but you get experience, uh, dealing interpersonally with, with people with personalities besides your own, especially at a college radio station. I had a lot of like, uh, negative relationships outside of radio at the time, uh, and some positive ones or relationships that were positive at the time. I had positive friendships, the best friends I had, I made in radio. Uh, I learned how to, hopefully, it's a bad habit I still have now, but maybe I got to relearn how to shut up and listen uh, and, and and actually process what other people have to say. It made me believe that dreams were accessible. Dreams weren't just something you talked about, you know, late at night with friends or family. Uh, dreams were things you could actually pursue. As corny as it sounds, the, the realest and the hardest truth I learned from radio is that dreams were something you could actually go out and get. You can lose them, 
but you can get them and you can go out and, and have those things you talk about or the big goal was attainable. And it was, uh, you know, pressing that red light button and going on air, even when it was stressful and you were having a really bad day, hopefully an hour or two later after you finished your show, you felt like you hopefully even for just 30 seconds made someone's day somehow. And uh, that is so very real and concrete to me. And I don't feel I, I've been able ever to feel that. Maybe in podcasting, which I feel is just on-demand radio, but I've never been, broadcast radio always felt like the most immediate and sincere medium. And to be able to have that with other people made me feel strong, like I was doing something that was purposeful while also, I don't want to say selfishly chasing my dream, but virtualistically chasing my dream. It's worth it all. It's worth it all if, if you get to do those things. Uh, college radio, I think it's like going to a new restaurant for the first time and loving it. It's beautiful. It's unlike anything else. Uh, college radio uh, is always with you. It's always, always with you in terms of even if you don't get the music, it's with you in the sense that this is a weird music that you've never heard before. Well, it's college radio. It's supposed to be that way. You know you're going on an audible adventure with it. Uh, and uh, whereas with commercial radio, you know the dish you're getting to a degree, and, and there'll be some new spices in it from time to time, and you, you like that. It's I think college radio is special because of, of the people that it draws and, and the, the memories that you make and the, the roots that you put down. Of course, you know, like any other pre-professional, like, how else can you say that? Like, like any other, you know, field, it exists to have you practice. It exists to get your feet wet in that. But I think college radio stations and to an extent the newspaper as well, um, I don't know, there's, there's a vibe. There is uh, something special about it. And even once you pass college radio, if you run into somebody who is also in college radio, you kind of stop and pause and say, so you know, you know what it's like to be at a college radio station <laughs> and you can kind of, uh, you know, build a rapport with somebody just based on that shared experience. So yeah, college radio stations are, are special places, not, not only where you grow professionally, but where, uh, where memories are made personally and something that uh, kind of, kind of draws in and, and, and gosh, what's the way to put it? It's something that connects uh, everyone who went through that that experience as well. No matter if it was at your college or a different one, and even different generations, I think it it uh, it unites college radio people together. No matter what location or time, people are so lucky if they have a college radio station. My university at home didn't have one. We didn't have a radio station. A lot of a lot of a lot of universities in the UK do, but mine didn't. And I just think it's what an amazing opportunity not only to get to express yourself and play the music you want have the conversations you want to have and be creative with your voice but also to make friends and find like-minded people and people like basically being being at college is finding your tribe is finding the people you want to be with going through life and I think college radio is somewhere you can find those people, find good people and good friends that, you know, will last far beyond the day you pick up your diploma. If I only had three words to describe college radio, what would they be? Okay, give me a minute. Fun. Endearing. Gosh, I don't know. That's, that's really hard because, I mean. Exhilarating. Audible. I guess it's different for everybody, right? But that's the point. Unforgettable. Joy. It was, it was my calling. 
I did not know what I wanted to do when I went to St. Xavier before I started at college radio. I had no idea I was going to go into the media. I didn't graduate high school thinking, uh, I want to be a broadcaster. I had no idea until I stepped foot in the college radio station. And then, you know, my, my love for it grew there. So my second one is fun. You just have so much fun uh, meeting all those people. So, you know, I guess relationships would be, would be the second word. And then what's a good word for like that shared experience? United, un uniting. Sure. We'll go with that. How about uniting? Because everyone, like I said before, everyone who, who worked at it or, or participated in college radio, no matter when you graduated or where it was, you have that shared experience. So we'll go with that. I had so much fun being involved with WXAV. I'll never forget the people I met there and the experiences we had. Even all these years, I still think back on it so fondly. That little room, the smell of it, pushing the microphone up and starting speaking and saying, hey, it's Kelly Allen, this is WXAV. And I think anyone that gets involved will have similar experiences and just have a really amazing time. Uh, I, I got to do every, everything that I am uh, is deeply rooted in my experience at Columbia College at WCRX and deeply rooted in my experience at St. Xavier University and WXAV. Uh, it is who I am to my core. Uh, I, I am a Chicagoan from the south side of Chicago who got to do college radio and it got me to do commercial radio and it got me to, to all the places I ever wanted to be. And I spent a lot of time there because I needed a lot of time there. I needed to do college radio. It's one thing in my life I know I needed to do. And getting to do it with, with Pete and everybody else here is one of the most fulfilling and long-lasting things I've done in my life. And uh, if my life ended tomorrow, I know I got to do some cool stuff that other people enjoyed and I enjoyed with them. And isn't that what it's about? <laughs> Hopefully in this last year, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, that, that we've been reminded of the hit songs in our life. And if, if my life is a band, the biggest hit period I had is, is WXAV. I got to do some other cool things outside of it, but that's the band. I, if I started playing, if I'm not a musician. This is the closest I ever felt to being in a band. The Looking Glass Podcast was created by Steven Anderson and Peter Creighton. The College Radio Experience was written, narrated, and produced by me, Peter Creighton. Sound effects were provided by SoundSnap.com. Special thanks goes out to Nick Jacobs, Kelly Allen, and Kevin Kellum for joining me on this edition of The Looking Glass. I hope you enjoy the program, and I would love some feedback please write a review on Apple Podcasts or on Google Podcasts. You can also leave a comment on SoundCloud, or you can email the show at thelookingglasspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Creighton, and cheers. Cheers.